On this episode, we're not talking about Chris Lee, but we are talking about the Habs being one game away, going around the league quickly, but really just digging into our emotions about where we're at one game away from the Stanley Cup final. You got a whole bunch of stuff coming up on Fumble Puck. Welcome back, everybody. You're in Fumble Puck. Ashley and Noah here. Ashley, oh my God, how are you feeling? I am so anxious, but so excited, but so anxious and so clenchy. How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm feeling good. I um I don't think we've ever technically really felt this way before in terms of our team because the last time it happened we were too young to fully appreciate it i agree i remember 93 vaguely i do but this and Uh i don't remember 86 at all but this is like whole new levels of anxiety inducing hockey like yeah we are further than we were in 2014 which is the closest we got and yep just wow i'm now finding myself also uh fighting the desire to chirp a little bit (laughs) <laughs> uh not that i'm going to i have self-control i'll do it really you're not no i'm not i'm gonna behave it's important i don't want to jinx it i know you know what's funny so okay so we're gonna i want to get some people's reactions so like what their superstitions are like what's what they've done to make the halves go so far because you know we all have our part to play as you know so mm-hmm. i want people to chime in with this so like people obviously you can't call in because we're not that kind of show but send us messages email us tweet us i want to know i want to know what you're doing so my thing that i've mentioned before is blinds right like if the blinds are closed i can't touch the blinds so last night right before the third period i came downstairs and i stepped on my dog's ball and the ball rolled into the blinds and i was like oh my god it touched the blinds and it was obviously <laughs> But I was like freaking out. And my mom looks at me and she's like, okay, I can tell you this now. Two day, two games ago, I accidentally opened the blind and checked on my car. So I think it's okay if the ball touched the blinds. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, no, the blinds. I was like so upset about it. But I'm still in full uh, clutch my stuffed UP mode. <laughs> I'm still clutching my whole body mode. So <laughs> let's just say my body's starting to hurt a bit. My feet really hurt when I clutch them, clench them. <laughs> I've got some neon knee-jerk reactions for you. All right. And I promise one of them is not going to be Chris Lee because that's been beaten to death. There will also be, like, a lot of censoring if it is. I'd have to, like, basically just bleep out the whole section. So, yeah, good. Yeah, so we won't do that. Okay. Good. Okay, so are you ready? Yes. The Bell Center. Loud. Even though it doesn't come across as loud. And so I was listening to Tony Marinaro this morning who was saying how he wants 21,000 fully vaccinated people to be able to go to the Bell Center. I don't really feel safe having 21,000 fully vaccinated people being at the Bell Center just because you can still get COVID and it's a little bit iffy. But I would like there to be a bit more than 3,500. Like, I think we can do 7,000 or 5,000 safely. Also, the people outside the Bell Center who are there who are there celebrating, can they put on a mask? Maybe, like, it really gives me anxiety to watch them. But it's going to be a raucous, insane, hopefully amazing crowd tomorrow. It's St. And- John tomorrow. I know. Wouldn't that be ironic? That would be so cool. I actually, before the series even started, I predicted Habs in six, and it's going to end on St. John. It's going to be a major, major, major riot, but a happy riot. That was my prediction before it even started. Hmm. I uh, I have to work tomorrow. Oh, can't you just say you're like a Quebecer and it's St. Jean? No? No, that's not how that works. Oh, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, that was good. Next up. Yes. Jake Allen. Thank God for him or else he wouldn't be in this position. Yeah, well said. But I do have a question. I have a weird question. So pretending it's in the future, and I don't want to jinx the hockey gods, I just have an honest-to-God question. I know backup goalies get their names on cups, right? It's like any yep. team that wins. What about like someone like Thomas Tatar or like – is Luke Richardson going to be on as like interim, interim head coach? Like what would happen? God, again, what would happen? Like, how does that work? So I believe for the players, I think if you've played one game, you get your name on it, right? Like in the playoffs, like, so Tatar's in no matter what. Luke Richardson would get his name on the cup as an assistant coach. I don't think they'd call him interim head coach. I, you know, like, I don't think that would be a thing. Interim, uh, interim head coach. Yeah. Julien would not have his name on it technically because he got fired. So that's what I was wondering. Like, would Muller and Julian be on it at all? No. No. Hmm. Which is weird, but whatever. Yeah, because like they're part of the reason that we we got this far, right? So I was listening uh, earlier today to Puck Soup, and Greg Wyshynski said he's like, "This is just like a Claude Julien team realizing its fully like fully formed potential." <laughs> it kind of makes sense, you know. Yeah, no, it's kind of true. Okay, that brings us to our next one. Are you ready? Yes. Luke Richardson. He's really hot, and he has a really nice voice. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I've discovered about Luke Richardson. He's a good-looking dude, and his voice is, like, really, like, deep and soothing. I really like when he talks. Again, that sounds weird, but he's just such a good interview. He's great at it. I like him. He's going to be a coach sooner rather than later. He stepped up at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. He's going to be a head coach soon. Isn't it crazy that two years in a row, our coach doesn't finish the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> what is happening here, man? Weird. All right, I got one more. You ready? I do. Shea Weber. Beast mode activated. Yes. <laughs> He's just such a beast. You know, I you know I love Shea Weber. So, But what a beast, man. He's like, holy crap oodles. He's just beasting. He's playing some hard hockey and he's doing his job very well with one hand. Like I'm really impressed. I'm impressed with our whole decor because I mean, where's their hands? Not doing so well. You know, even Eric Gustafson's not bad. Like they're managing his minutes well so that he's effective. He played two minutes straight on the power play or something last night. Good. As he should. Yep. Yep. And he's the only left hand shot we have that can really be on the power play. So like, it just makes sense. Right. Yeah, no, and that's what his specialty is, right? So it's great. So we're one game away right now, knock on wood. It's happening. Yeah. Um, We've looked like the better team for the last couple of games. We have, which is really strange. But I'm like, We're not stealing these. No, and you know what's great is that Carey Price isn't stealing them. He doesn't have to. I like Did you that. see his little woo video earlier today? His woo video? No. So the Habs uh, Twitter released a video of him walking down the tunnel. Uh, in his full uniform or whatever, and he's just like, woo, like cheering. It was pretty cool to see. Like, he never shows emotion like that. I'll check it out. I have not seen that. But this is yeah. the furthest he's been, him and Weber and, I mean, Gallagher and, like, half our team. Yeah, all of them except for, like, Stahl and Perry, I'm pretty sure, right? Uh, Toffoli. And Edmondson. And, and Toffoli. Toffoli. Okay. And Jake <laughs> Allen. Never mind. Never mind. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Never mind. Yeah. Wow. But no, it's great. It's great. And Corey Perry, man, I cannot say enough about Corey Perry. Oh, my God. Yeah, he rocks. It's, it's really cool to see. 
He's the best. We better bring him back next year. But I, okay, here's my second if iffy scenario. Do you think if Corey Perry wins a cup this year, he would retire? Same with Eric Stahl. It's possible, yeah. Because they go out on top, right? Yeah, it's possible. I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure where they're at. I know he desperately wanted to play this year, so I mean, I uh, I don't know what that what that you know like. Did he want to play because he wanted to win, or did he want to play because he still has the fire to play? You know. Yeah, but I just wonder. Like, do you think that would be it? Like, they'd be like, they'd be like, we did it. We conquered our goal. You know. Oh, did you hear that he actually he pulled the Jason Spezza? I knew that. I knew that he uh, – didn't you tell me he did that? I knew that somehow, that he said he wouldn't go. Well, I said he should. I had no idea until today that he actually did. Yes, I heard that he said, like – he didn't say he wouldn't go, but they said, please don't, like, respect his career. He wants to play in Montreal at the end. Yeah, which but, I'm totally fine with. I've already talked about it before. I have no problem with him doing it, with Jason Spezza doing it. Like, I'm fine with veterans saying I, I don't want to play anywhere else. I think that's cool. No, and I, I agree like that. They have the right. They've played 16 years in the league or whatever. Like, allow them to play where they want to play. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. He, he can choose his team at this point in time. Like, uh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm also fine with the three kids, Suzuki, Caulfield, and KK, performing well. They're so fun and so good. And I'm like, so, I feel like their mother. I mean, I'm clearly not. I could be. Oh my God, I'm old. You spoke um, to one of their mothers a couple I days ago. I did, and it was awesome. Shout out Amanda Suzuki, you're awesome, and so is your son. There's, it's just they're doing so well, and it's so fun to watch. And like we finally have like amazing young depth, you know? Yeah, and Caulfield looks like a rock star. And did you see the KK stat? Yes, I did. Tied with Sidney Crosby, second all time for most playoff goals under the age of 21. It's crazy. I'm surprised Caulfield. Caulfield would have had it if he played the last two years or last year, but yeah. Oh, yeah, he's still got another year to go, right? Like, I think so. Well, he's going to be 21 in December. Oh, right. Right, we burned a year of his. Uh, Right, right, right. Okay. Anyways, the North Division is the weakest division out there, right? No, apparently it's the West Division, and that was proven. So, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. This whole North Division is the weakest thing is like, you know what? There's actually something I realized. When I was talking about the playoffs to my mom, I was saying how flying to Montreal, Vegas, and back and forth is going to be annoying, but it's not as bad for Montreal because they've already done it this season with going to Edmonton and Winnipeg and Vancouver. You know, like they've already done all these flights. Good and, point. For Vegas, and for Vegas, they haven't done it. No team has done it. Even like no one else has flown as much as, well, probably Montreal because we're the furthest east, east, right? So it yeah. actually ended up not being a horrible thing for us, I don't think. We'll see. But the fact that we're so used to the travel, it ended up being kind of a blessing. But we also had the hardest schedule the last 42 games of the se- uh, 42 days of the season, right? So uh, the whole, I mean, we do have the okay. I, the defensemen and maybe our goalies aren't the best, but we do have elite talent in terms of elite talent in the league. I mean, we have McDavid, we have Matthews, we have Marner, we have Drysaitel, we have um, Patterson who was injured the whole year. But we do have amazing talent compared to the rest of the, like. There's McKinnon, there's Crosby. They don't play in the same division. There's Ovechkin. Okay, they play together. But like, you know what I mean? Like, we have a lot of good in one little in seven teams. So. I'm of the opinion that all four divisions are equally good. I think the hardest division was the Boston Bruins, Rangers, like Flyers, Pittsburgh. That whole division seemed caps. They were like Islanders. That was a really hard division. I think that's the hardest one, personally, in my opinion. 
that one would run away with it for being the hardest to me. And the New York Islanders came out of it. Which isn't surprising. They were there last year, too. I like the Islanders. I won't if we play them. Or, well, if whoever's playing Vegas, I'll cheer for them. But I I like the Islanders. They're, they remind me of us, to be honest. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, Lou Lamoriello just won GM of the year for that team, not Mark Bergevin. No GM of the year for Mark Bergevin. Lou Lamoriello did. That's uh, That says something about how GMs look around the league, right? What did he do, though, besides trade away Taves and get two seconds for him and acquired Kyle Palmieri? What am I missing? Like, Bergevin- yeah, you got, you got fleeced on a Devin trade. Uh, yes. Devin Taves trade, and uh, he got Palmieri and Zajac. He basically recycled some New Jersey Devils. So I'm curious to know how that wins GM of the year. And I'm not look. You know, I'm not a huge Mark Bergevin. Like I'm not a Mark Bergevin homer by any stretch of the imagination. But I can. I'm woman enough to say he did an amazing job this year and deserves it way more than anyone else who he was up against. But whatever, find it. A bit I, I think it's weird, honestly, that. Uh, Tampa's GM didn't win GM of the year. It makes no sense to me that he didn't win it. He just cheated. Well, yeah, he was able to field a roster that's $18 million over the cap illegally. The fact he was able to pull that off is, is a, is a wonder like a masterpiece, you know, like props to him, but like, it just says, it shows how GMs vote. They're all weird. Like they, half of them are probably dumb. You know, do you see that Kyle Dubas had a first place vote? That's it. Yeah, I I don't think that's, I don't think that's crazy. Oh, I think it's funny. I was like, did Kyle vote for himself? (laughs) I I don't think it's crazy. The Leafs looked dominant all season and they they had a bad break to not beat us, right? Like like there's a there's a reverse story, like a parallel universe where Matthews connects on that game six overtime shot and we're not talking to them right now, you know? No, thank you. Happy it didn't happen though. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) It brings up that whole narrative about like so the Islanders and the Habs and teams that are quote unquote built for the playoffs. I find that I find the whole thing weird. Like it seems clear that our team is better in the playoffs. Like, you know, like our style's working a little bit better. Right. But isn't it weird that it's like two different games almost? It is. And what's interesting though is you have to get through the regular season to get to the playoffs. So even if you're built for the playoffs, you might not ever realize that if you don't get there. So Yeah. Like I get it. I understand what Van did. He did build us for the playoffs. But we had to get there, and we almost didn't. And it's just, it's a little bit of a mixed bag, you know? It's a little bit weird. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how the league shakes out the next couple of years because of the success of the Islanders and now Montreal and the Blues before them. You know, it gets kind of a different template, so. Yeah, well, Tampa's still, if you ask me, the strongest team in the NHL. But I I like seeing how the Islanders play against Tampa because I find, again, that we're similar to uh, to the Islanders. So I love seeing how what their game plan is because if we face them or Vegas faces them, whoever, they can get – or faces the Islanders, they can get a, like a template. You know what I mean? Like they see what works and what doesn't work. Just don't do whatever the heck <laughs> the Islanders did in game five because that was – That was fun. ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not surprised. At all, sadly, but yeah. Oh my god, crazy! I feel like once you figure out the Islanders, you've got them. You know, like they're done, which is why they never make it to the final. Which who knows now, right? But, right. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. The game's happening right now. I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa closes it out tonight. Because once you are able to unlock eight goals on them, like you don't do that by accident. That's not a fluke. So just repeat that formula. You know. Yeah, and right now it's zero zero with 
five minutes left in the first. But yeah, no, I agree. I, it, I they're so. I was like looking at the Tampa roster, and they're just so dominant. Like, oh, it's. Okay. All right, so we're, we're clearly swinging around the league already, which is awesome. Uh, Tampa is going to have a hard time uh, keeping this together next year, right? So this is kind of like their their last shot at this. Yeah, no. Well, unless they, you know, tell Point it's his turn to sit out for the season or something. But yeah, yeah. But even that, like, eighteen million over, they still have like that's more than Point, you know. That's Point and Stamkos and half a Kucherov. Yes, I know. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's I, you know, I don't like teams that cheat. So Blake Coleman's yeah. gonna be a free agent next year. They can't afford to keep him. He's gonna get paid, overpaid, probably. Yes, he will. I like Blake Coleman a lot. I know you do too. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. He's going to get overpaid though, for sure. I can see him in like Calgary or something. Yeah, I can see that. I can see him in Winnipeg or Edmonton. Yeah, I can see Toronto loving him, but like they can't afford him. So if they could, they just keep Zach Hyman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Flames, uh, did you hear there are rumors of Matthew Kachuk wanting out? I did hear that. Do you think uh, they're true? I don't know, but I know they're already thinking about getting rid of Gaudreau, right? So right. you're going to get rid of both your left wings? Like, that's a rebuild. You just started this, and you're going to rebuild already, you know? It's going to be very interesting to watch the Flames this offseason, that's for sure. Imagine they could have still had Dougie Hamilton, those idiots. Uh, I would love to get Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, he's awesome. I'm a huge Dougie Hamilton fan. I hate that his name is Dougie, but yes, me too. Why? Because he teaches people how to Dougie? No, just it's like what kind of grown man has the name Dougie? That's all. Is his name actually Dougie or is it like Douglas? I'm assuming it's Douglas. <laughs> Wouldn't it be hoping. funny if he's just Dougie? Like if that's just his name? <laughs> I'm Googling it. It's Douglas Jonathan Dougie Hamilton. Douglas Jonathan. Weird. DJ. They should call him DJ, not Dougie. I feel like he's from Toronto. Maybe he'd go home to Toronto. I really hope not, though. Yeah, but they can't afford him. There's no way. He's going to be like a $9 million guy. Good. Okay, good. Or at least he should be a $9 million guy. Yeah. Well, we're not going to get him at that point either. So. <laughs> no, we don't need him, right? Well, we, I mean, not that we don't need him, but he's a right shot D. We already have Weber and Petrie. He's not, we're not signing him to play in the third pair, right? No, for sure not. Did you read or did you see at least the article by Actin the Fuleman? Do you know who Acting the Fuleman is? No, and I thought it was a typo. I don't know who that is. <laughs> so uh, it's a joke on Nikolai Kuleman, right? Former Toronto Maple Leaf uh, player. He, um, so you know like Habs Eyes on the Prize, the site? Yeah. The Toronto equivalent is the Pension Plan Puppets. He writes oh. for them and he's a big name on Twitter. He's got a huge following for Leaf stuff. He's actually really good because he's like one of those self-deprecating Leafs fans. So like he he does he's never arrogant. Like he doesn't show off. He just like enjoys talking hockey and he's pretty funny. So he's definitely worth a follow if you want to like touch into the Leafs world a little bit without getting your hands dirty, you know? Right. But he wrote an article saying, you know, we're the bad guys, right? And he wrote a whole article on why Toronto is the villain in the NHL. And like, he gets why everybody hates them. It was so awesome. Oh, I'll definitely check that out. P.S. It's one nothing Tampa. Interesting. Who scored? I don't know. Hold on. I just see that it says it's one nothing. It is. Who scored? Ah, shocking. Braden Point. That is the, puts him into sole possession of the second all-time goal-scoring streak record in the playoffs, I believe. You should know he's my favorite Lightning. I hate him. I think he's ugly. I think he's stupid. And I want to see someone punch him in the face. He's so good, though. He's very good. Drafted four spots after Brett Lernout. Kills me. Yep. (laughs) He's so good. 
He is so. Frigid. I don't remember the reason why he dropped so far. I know he's small, like, but like that can't be it, you know. I have no idea. I just know he's really good, and I would love to have him on our team. You know who's really good? Who? Gerard Gallant as a coach. I know. It killed me that he went to the Rangers. Oh. I actually like it because I do like the New York Rangers a lot. So yeah. having a, co- a coach that I feel is competent for that roster makes me happy. I actually thought Gallant was going to go to Seattle. That was my thought. So I think that was just like too easy kind of, you know, like he's like been there, done that already, you know. And if he doesn't meet, make the Stanley Cup final, he's a disappointment. So why would he put himself in that position, you know? I guess. But, yeah, no, I like the Rangers, too. I think he's going to do really well there, and I'm happy for him. You know, big city. It's a good place to be. I wonder who's going to coach Seattle. I don't know. Because they're running out of names, right? Like, they're going to have to get creative with something, which I'm all for. So Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if the New York Rangers are playoff bound with Gerard Gallant yet, but he's definitely probably going to help them with some identity a little, you know, because they don't seem to have one. Yeah, he's so good. He's such a good coach. I'm honestly really happy for him. He he deserves it. And Super annoying Montreal never made him their head coach. I know. Well, he doesn't speak French, even though his name sounds like it does. I think he does speak French. No, he does not. I'm pretty sure he does. We'll, we'll, we'll Google that and come back to it, but I'm pretty sure he does because he coached in the, the, in the queue. Everyone keeps telling me he does not. Because I've tweeted about it 7,000 times. Weird. Yep. Or I'm going to look into that. I don't know if I buy that. The, the, <laughs> the hunt for the answer will continue. All right. That and our GM search. Just kidding. We know what they do now. <laughs> uh, Carl Gunnarsson retired? Yes. I didn't know he was still playing. Yeah, he was injured for most of the year, I believe. But he was a very likable player. He was. He was. Is he Canadian or is he like Swedish or something? He is Swedish. Yeah, it sounds like a Swedish name. Correct. What else we got going on here? Oh, yeah, the Lions, the ECHL. I love the logo. It is so cool. It's so cool, huh? I love it. It's such a good logo. I'm really excited for this team. Aside from the fact that Marc-Andre Bergeron is the GM and I adore him, I'm really excited to see a pipeline of Quebecois talent getting funneled into pro hockey. I think it's awesome. Where does your obsession with Marc-Andre Bergeron come from? That's super random. Because when we acquired him, he yeah. was just like, you know that movie, what the heck's it called? Rookie of the Year, I think it is. The kid plays baseball and he hurts his arm. And then like because he hurt his arm, he has this like cannon of a, of a pitch now. No. It was like a 90s sports movie. Okay. Anyways, Marc-Andre Bergeron reminds me of that. Like he can't do anything except he has this like crank shot of a, of a cannon. It was just like a one trick pony. And it was so funny to watch him use it because like, he's not a big guy either. He was like six foot, you know, nothing crazy. He's five but, nine, actually. Five nine. He's tiny, but he could do one thing. And it was clap a puck like no one else on our roster at that time. I remember that. I remember him on the power play when we first got him. And it was like, bang, there it goes. Bang, there it goes. And yeah. Like, okay. We had a dynamite power play back then, led by Kirk Muller. Aw, Kirk. So I'm really happy that he's still in hockey. I'm happy that he's still with the Habs family, even though it's not the direct organization. And, uh, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant Kirk Muller. I'm like, he's in Calgary, no? <laughs> no, Muller's gone, yeah. I know. Okay, Yes. Too bad. All right, I've got my hot take. Do you want my hot take? I do. What is it? So you know that the league is bad at refing, right? Yes. Uh, I think the league likes it. Because it attracts attention? Yes, exactly. No such thing as bad publicity. Except this is really bad. The refing has been, oh my God. Atrocious. Yeah. Like, yeah. Last night's refing was okay. There's a couple things I didn't call, but it was okay. For the most part, it was good. But the games that Chris Lee did, who's Chris Lee's doing the Islanders Tampa game right now, as we speak, by the way. 
Like, if I suck this much at my job, I promise you, I would not have a job. You know? Someone put it really well. I forget who it was, but they said, so the NHL chooses its Stanley Cup final refs based on performance. Chris Lee in his 20-year refing career has never refed in the Stanley Cup final. If that doesn't tell you what you need to know about him, you know, like, that's it. Yeah. Well, it's a huge issue, and I, I don't understand. And even our stats with Kelly Sutherland is horrible. We didn't have him this year, but in the last like two years, our stats are like one in 10 or something (laughs) like it's really bad, but he did a pretty good job last night. I'll give them that. But this series is getting out of hand because of Chris Lee and his ineptitude. Like it's totally insane. And oh my God, that that picture of Suzuki getting punched in the face by McNabb with Chris Lee staring right at it. That's going to be some iconic photography right there. Oh, it's horrible. What about like, and then Corey Perry's like bleeding from his face, like from his nose and has a crap on his stitches. And oh, it's fine. <laughs> like, what? I don't understand that. That's this, 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 There's been a couple of moments like that where, uh, who, who was it that got high sticked when their helmet came off? And was it Armia? Maybe. I can't I remember. Know. Anyways, when a player falls down, like, or their helmet comes off, wouldn't it be natural for a referee to look at that person to see? You would think. Since when did they start reviewing t- for a two-minute, uh, four-minute minors? By the way, for blood, like what? When the hell did that start? I have no idea. The whole thing is just weird, and the refing is weird, and very like Vegas got away with murder on us, and no one. Also, the offside challenge in the Tampa Islanders game. Did you see that? No. So they Tampa challenged uh, with Tampa. Yeah, they challenged for offside on a goal. That was the offside happened 53 seconds before the puck went in the net. Didn't we do that also? Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Offside reviews shouldn't be a thing. You shouldn't be allowed to challenge them. It's stupid. Oh, that's what happened on, on the game winning, the overtime Nicholas Roy winner is that they were, they believe it was an icing. They never called the icing. And then Nicholas Roy scored. That's why the Habs stayed on the ice was to see if it was an icing, but like you can't even, over, it was really strange. Yeah. That's what happened with us. Sorry, I, did, I missed the Islanders one. Yeah, like if 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 it doesn't have a direct impact on the play, it shouldn't be a thing. Like you shouldn't be able to challenge it. There's no way fifty seconds goes by and the offside still mattered to the goal. Like get out of here, get out of here. Was it overturned? No. Okay. Yeah, it's the roughing is such a mess. I don't understand the roughing. Like seriously, take the best refs. Don't take this crap. Like we don't need crap refs. We have enough. Like we're the Habs beat Vegas and. Oh, oh no, hold on. I hit something and my screen is playing a video. Okay, sorry. The Habs, <laughs> the Habs had to beat Vegas and the refs. Like, it's so disgusting. I hate the refing. And my favorite part is when Chris Lee looks away from the play and just says, oh, keep rolling the clock. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, what a jerk. Oh, my God. I hate Chris Lee and his refing. Tim Peel just as bad. With Montreal leading the series now, Despite all the adversity of the last little while, the the dumb take that someone else is going to have that I want you to avoid for this week is the idea that the Habs got lucky to get to where they are. It's absolute garbage. Luck plays into every team. There's definitely elements of luck with every team, but there's no denying that there's something about this team that they know how to bang with the big boys. Absolutely. Look, we may not be the most talented. I admit that. We may not be the biggest, the bestest, whatever. We are a cohesive unit right now that's working together to win the cup. And we're doing a great job. And I am so proud of them, regardless of the outcome of this series. I am so proud of them for what they've been able to accomplish. They have gone to battle. They have proven that they belong. 
And I can't wait till next year when the season starts and they have us ranked like seventh in the Atlantic division. <laughs> oh, it'll happen. I know. I'm being serious. You're going to put Buffalo ahead of us. <laughs> in Ottawa. And I'm going to have a fifth. <laughs> We're going to be eighth. We're going to be eighth. Detroit's going to be ahead of us. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe we'll beat them finally. That'd be nice. Hmm. Remember that we lost. I'm it. excited to, yeah, I, I remember that. Uh, whatever. I'm excited to get back to regular divisions, though. I'm so, I'll be so happy when I no longer have to talk about the North Division ever. Like, what a dumb idea. What a bad experience, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. But I know what would be really cool if tomorrow goes as planned and we get that Western Conference trophy. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so cool. I want that so badly. That's just like an icing on the cake part of this story. On St. Jean-Baptiste Day. It's amazing. It would be wild. So funny. Oh, my God. Yes, I agree. The Habs are not here by luck. We are here because we're good. Amen. All right. Sherrod or not, who do you got? I have Nick Schmaltz. Nick Schmaltz? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get that. That's not bad. See, I also was like, is he even still playing? (laughs) Yeah, he was injured for a lot of this year, I think, though. But he's adorbs, kind of. He has like a Freddie Prince Jr. kind of young heartthrob vibe one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like if he was in like uh like rom coms, I would I would get that. Or like I know what you did last summer. Oh wait, that was right. Movie. Wait, was that Freddie Finch Jr. was right? Yeah, it was Ryan yeah. Finch Jr. Sam Schickler and Jeremy Hewitt. Yeah, okay. Woo. Okay. That's awesome. that's, that's my that's my charade or not. Somebody actually commented on Twitter today. I saw they said I went to the game last night and on my wife my wife can't stop talking about Ben Charade. And I tweeted at him saying yeah, because he's hot. I'm like, we even have a section of our show called Sharat or Not. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Any yep. chance to talk us up? I love it. Oh, I do it a lot. No, I do it a lot. My dad was really proud of the interview with um, Amanda, and he sent it to all his friends. Well, he had me send it to all his friends because he doesn't actually know how to do it, so I had to do it. But, That's yeah. awesome. That was a lot of fun to do. It was really cool talking with her. I think she was really gracious. Me too. She's awesome. And I really I wish her the best and her family the best and Nick the best. And what a stud, man. He's so good. Yeah, but let's go take it home tomorrow. That's a huge opportunity. I'm so excited to see this. Are you watching at work? I'll have it on the TVs, yeah. Uh, I'll probably be bad at my job tomorrow, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's coming over again to watch it so, nice yeah that seems to be working and i ate subway for lunch yesterday i did not have subway for lunch on monday nope sunday i will have it again tomorrow what what kind of subway sandwich do you have it's like my own weird little creation it's chicken strips with marinara sauce and cheese weird but okay it's like a chicken parm yeah sounds like it delicious what do you have uh i normally go for like a buffalo chicken kind of sandwich so i'll do like the chicken like the processed chicken strips buffalo sauce lettuce green peppers onions uh, no onions sorry olives i don't like putting pickles on my subway sandwiches i find they're weird uh, and then i'll put caesar dressing but not every subway has caesar dressing so if they don't have caesar i'll go ranch okay That's and i go a- swiss cheese Okay, I go Monterey Jack or mozzarella or American if I have no other choice. All right. Yeah, awesome. Well, I think that's a wrap, right? Uh, pretty to the point this week. We got a big game coming up tomorrow that will give us a lot more to talk about. Here's hoping. All Woo! right. As always, you can find us on social media at FumblePuckPod or shoot us an email, Ashley at FumblePuckPod.com or Noah with an H at FumblePuckPod.com. And of course, please tell us what are your superstitions? We're going to have a whole podcast about those, possibly in the summer when there's not too much happening. Except, you know, Bergevin, 
there's always something going on. So let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Tell all your friends. Follow us on all your podcast apps. Click subscribe for that way you get to know whenever a new episode drops. And go Habs, go. Woo! Yeah.